And hello, this is Neil McSfadden, and it's the Monster Maverick Show. You were just listening to Ag, who is also, you know, one of our illustrious sounders, as I always say. And uh, his show was Meme the News, or whatever that was, conspiracy about coronavirus and whatnot. And uh, now we're on to all things Splinterlands. But um, I think this is not going to be an average show, just because it's been a weird week. Um... What you just heard was Isaria's um, uh, abbreviated theme song, which she shared with me, and that's my going to be my new intro music. Uh, so that's coming soon to the game, which is pretty cool. Sounds great. And uh, if you look, if you do some searching, you can find some uh, a, a post with some uh, some full length uh, music there. Uh, but apparently it's going to be theme theme related for there's, there's different themes for different uh, you know boss encounters and whatnot. Uh, yes, so <laughs> Steve Steve R eighty two. This is the Splinterland show, um, and um, that's me Neil McSpadden. <clears throat> I didn't type anything, so I don't know uh, what laptop you're talking about, Ron. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's been a weird week. Uh, so normally it's tax season, so I'm in South Florida. South Florida coronavirus stuff was getting out of hand, was getting out of hand, or is getting out of hand. And so I left. I, I took uh, I took a uh, a flight out to my place in Atlanta, you know, because I wanted to get out before um, <laughs> before uh, you know they shut everything down basically. So you know the wife and the kids. Or here in Atlanta, and now I am been I have been quarantined in my basement. Uh, so if you're watching on the stream, you can see uh, <laughs> you can see my or at least part of my basement anyway. Uh, so I'm down here. Fortunately, um, the house that we we have here has a like a mother-in-law suite in the basement. So I've got a little kitchenette. I've got a bathroom. I've got a bed. So uh, I'm I'm doing okay. And then, uh, you know, I'm just past food a couple times a day, but you know, working away on the laptop remotely. So that's been, that's been my week. And, uh, you know, on top of that, there was that whole, you know, hard fork chain duplication thing going on, uh, this week. So, you know, now hive is a thing and, uh, steam is a thing and <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really clear what the future is going to hold with regards to Splinterlands. Uh, <laughs> uh, so P-Funk is, is ordering things uh, with lead, lead hackers, Hacksaw speak. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're ordering stuff like I do, you know, take it on mobile and then uh, you're, you'll be all right. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Splinterlands. So, uh, there has been, I guess, um, how do we phrase this? So a large portion of the Splinterlands community, uh, is, is in the, uh, the Korean community on Steam. And a lot of those people, I don't know if it's all or most or, or what, but a lot of them, uh, were excluded from the Hive, uh, the Hive Fork. Um, in terms of their account balances. So, you know, for the vast majority of accounts on Steam, you know, your account was just mirrored on Hive, and you can just log in with the same uh, posting key and, and whatever, and you can go on your merry way. And, you know, at this point, you know, the two chains diverge. 
but uh, a lot of the a lot of the Koreans were part of the uh, the salmon uh, voting pool, and so because they split their votes amongst Justin Sun's group and the the former uh, consensus witnesses from Steam, then um, you know that was part of the criteria of the Hive group to exclude them from their uh, from their they call it an airdrop, but it's not an airdrop. It's a it's a fork. So uh, they might they may or may not have accounts. I'm not sure about that, but uh, they don't have any access to their hive, and uh, or or what the hive would have been. So and apparently there's an appeals process, and will that go through? Will it be reviewed? Who knows? However, with that backdrop, you know, Glory, uh, who's a pretty pretty involved uh, whale on Steam or on uh, on Splinterlands has you know stated that you know if splinterlands goes to hive then he's leaving and i imagine a lot of the other korean players will feel the same way because basically they will uh um they're feeling you know excluded which which they absolutely were uh yeah your soul is uh, anybody who voted for two or more of the justin sun witnesses uh that was part of hive's criteria and then there was like 300-something accounts that, that uh, made that list. And uh, if you look on Steam, you'll find a, um, you'll find a post with, uh, with those changes, or with those uh, excluded accounts. Um, there was a, a GitHub post that uh, lists, lists everything, so um, it's, it's out there to find. So yeah, I mean, because of the way the Korean community uh, basically split, you know, split their votes, then uh, they were, you know, they were well over that two threshold. So no, it's not a national thing, but it was a, uh, as it happened, it was like the Korean community uh, did that. And um, so yeah, so 300 something uh, accounts were excluded from the Hive, uh, from being granted Hive on, on the new fork. So, right, like P-Funk says. Um, so that uh, that is a sticking point. Now, on top of that, we have Steam Engine. So as as I'm sure you guys know, Steam Engine is uh, the uh, second layer uh, platform that things like you know beta tokens and orbs and dark energy crystals and all that kind of stuff trades on. Um, that's kind of an important piece for uh, the game. <laughs> so um, and Ag put out a post today which uh, I have up over here. Let me switch my, my screen here so you can actually see my uh, browser stuff. But uh, Ags posted his plan here, which uh, you guys should take a read, uh, as, at least as pertains to uh, the Steam Engine stuff. Um, and basically, uh, yeah, so the key part is the what about steam engine? So I'll just I'll just read this for you guys. Uh, it's a little bit long, but uh, there's a what about steam engine? There's a fair number of questions of how to handle this, and I don't think there's any one answer that will satisfy everyone. Where I've landed after watching for a few days is that the infrastructure on Hive will be sufficient to create a Hive engine, mostly due to what I see as as technical and legal challenges to porting things over of. Uh, from Steam Engine, I've decided instead to more or less start the, from scratch on Hive. To do this, I'll leave Steam Engine running like it is now. In addition to running Steam Engine, I'm going to make an, and operate a Hive Engine. I suspect the new Hive Engine will be operational in early April. 
If you own a token on Steam Engine, you will have token names reserved by the same account on Hive for some time. That said, you won't actually own the to token. We're not porting things over. We're starting from scratch on Hive. Of all the reasons to do it this way, I'm leading with legal consequences of trying to operate a DEX in the USA. The decision may not be the most popular one, but I'm not going to risk an Ether Delta. If you own a token or tribe on Steam Engine and want to stay on Steam, there's nothing you have to do. If you own a token or tribe on Steam Engine and want to move to Hive, one option is to continue having your token live on Steam Engine, but have payouts work with Hive instead of Steam for the base token. If, your own, if you own a token or tribe on Steam Engine and want to move entirely to Hive, your token name will be reserved. You can get the token and make it stakeable and delegatable, airdrop it as you see fit to users, and after things are, and alter things around with your existing tribe. This stuff is a work in progress. If it all goes smoothly, I suspect we'll be done in April, but May and June are possibilities if we run into difficulties. Side note, there's always difficulties. I would like to see the front end for the DEX allow at least two markets for trading, Hive and Steam. I could see an additional one for a USD-backed stablecoin as well, since I have an approved federal money transmitter registration. There's a little downstream, that's a little downstream though. What exactly it'll look like is still up in the air, but I hope to have trading pairs available for custom tokens on Hive one way or the other in April. And then there's a section on Splinterlands. After Hive Engine exists, it's easier to address Splinterlands. Splinterlands relies on trading on trading of dark energy crystals. There'd have to be a sensible way to trade the tokens on Hive if it was ever to move. After Hive Engine is functional, we can assess what else would be necessary to move Splinterlands as well and see if that makes sense for investors and card holders. So, uh, <laughs> so that's that's a lot. Um, so <laughs> what happens if steam falls apart from mismanagement and mass dumping? And Legendary says that qualifies as difficulties. <laughs> Same goes for Hive. Uh, but, you know, right now there's a great deal of a community enthusiasm for Hive. So I don't think it will it will crash uh, right away. But, um, you know, it could happen. Uh, we were talking in the last show about uh, Justin Sun now has, you know, a couple million Hive. And, you know, I'm sure he will use that stake uh, as uh, as punitively as possible. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, Ag, if you want to, if you want to add anything to that, you're free to come on um, as far as, you know, what, what the intentions are. But, um, you know, if you're, tr if you end up, uh, if they end up straddling two chains, then, you know, there's, there's a risk of alienating those users who are users of Splinterlands but are not going to be users of Hive because they've been excluded. Um, so it's it's a tricky situation. And um, in the midst of all that, uh, obviously, there's there's trading that people want to do. So uh, in the uh, in the in the day leading up to the hard fork, uh, the price of steam was going crazy. So I have a picture here somewhere. Here it is. A copy link there. So uh, that was the price of Steam on Bitrix. It was down at uh, whatever it was, twelve cents, fourteen cents, and then shot up, you know, way up. And uh, in Satoshi levels, it got up to like eighty one hundred, I think, was the was the peak. And then uh, the <laughs> then it all reversed. So you could see on the right hand side, it's it's a little bit higher than it was. So I think we're at. Uh, what are we at, like 2,200 or uh, 2,800 Satoshis? So, um, you know, the, uh, 
Um, so, you know, during all this time, you know, my, my funds were going to, you know, I have a power down going on. So my steam funds were going to be released as of, uh, like six hours after the snapshot, which was super annoying for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, steam is going crazy. I did make one good trade in that, uh, I bought 200,000 dark energy crystals for 300 steam, which comes out to point oh oh. Uh, one five um, on uh, in Steam terms. So if you go to Steam Engine now, let's see. I'm on a new laptop or my keyboard shortcuts are a little bit different. Uh, so now we're trading at uh, 00274 or 0.00044. So still way under par. And, um, you know, but, you know, I'm up... Uh, <laughs> I'm almost double from, from the 200,000 that I bought. I couldn't sell it if I wanted to, but uh, it's, it's nice to, to have a little bit extra there. And um, let's see. Uh, if you guys are in a Discord with um, with Banjo in it, or Mango, or whatever else Inertia names it, um, there is the, the rich list command, which is pretty handy. You can do stuff like this and list the... Uh, you know, the richest, uh, I think the default is like 12, but then you can go up to 25 uh, users. So I'm now up to 2.02 million uh, Dark Energy Crystals, uh, which is, you know, not too shabby. So I'm, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> about the future at this point. Um, you know, this whole episode with, uh, with the fork and everything has been, uh, I think, collectively just one misstep after another but um we are where we are and uh you know i think we're going to you know continue and i'm sure ag and and yana and, and the rest of the team are going to be doing their best to you know make a successful game and regardless of whatever the internal politics of uh of the of the ecosystem are so <laughs> Uh, one thing that uh, that I had suggested that I would love to see is for St for Splinterlands to go, you know, meta and go one level higher, so that we have, uh, uh, yeah, that ritualist is just on on Steam Engine. So if you hold your if you hold your Dark Energy crystals in game, that gets included in the in the, uh, in the Splinterlands accounts. So just the way the the accounting works there. Um. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? The uh, so yeah, I I would love to see it go meta where you know each card becomes a full fledged NFT, um, and each asset becomes its own NFT that can be held either on Steam or on Hive or on 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 Ethereum or on Tron or you know whatever other platforms can 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 hold NFTs, and then the game operates on a multi chain basis. Um, I think that would be. Yeah, I would avoid the the issues with uh, with the people who are excluded from the hive of fork. But uh, also, I think it would make the game more uh, more universal, uh, have broader appeal over the the crypto universe, and and you know at that point becomes less uh, less about you know a crypto novelty and more about a game that uses crypto. So <laughs> the hive or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I think that if the game is going to be successful from, uh, from a, 
just a simply a continuation standpoint and from an investment standpoint and from a trading standpoint, it needs to be more than just a crypto novelty, which is which is where we are now because you know four thousand players, whatever, huge in the cryptoverse. Uh, in fact, let's let's take a look at the state of the DApps and let's see what the latest is. State of the DApps. Uh, you know, huge for blockchain, uh, but uh, <laughs> let's go to all. View the top taps. Uh, okay, we're still we're still hanging out. Number two, you know, it, it just varies, you know, depending on time of day and that kind of stuff. Uh, but let's just post that. We're still up there, um, but you know, in in gaming terms, still tiny, tiny, tiny. So if we want to be more of a successful game rather than a successful crypto project, we need to be focused more on. On, on the game and uh, attracting people uh, for game purposes rather than just, again, crypto novelty. So that's that's the way I'm seeing it. Uh, now, uh, you know, economics is core to the whole thing. So, um, you know, the dark energy crystal trading, the uh, the packs buying, the the value of the cards, all that goes into it. But I think as, as a meta chain uh, game, I think that would be a lot more you know, a lot more gamified rather than cryptofied. But, you know, that's just that's just the way I see it. Uh, yeah, uh, Inertia's bot here has tons of cool commands for Steam Engine and stuff. So uh, there's there's plenty of stuff to look. You can also look at the, the Block Explorer there, Steam Engine rocks. Um, I'm sure that, uh, it, you know, there will be a high version of everything. So... If you're holding deck, or if you're holding orbs, or if you're holding beta, or, or SMTT, or whatever, then um, my guess is that there will be some kind of mirror system uh, that you can uh, transport your tokens to and from uh, the two different chains between Steam Engine and Hive Engine. Uh, but you know that's that's going to be a little bit ways away. So you know, you know, say hopefully early April. April's a week away. I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. But, um, you know, late April, probably, May, something like that, would be my expectation. Uh, just because, you know, these projects always cost twice as much and take twice as long <laughs> as you project. So that's just how, how life goes. Uh, will there ever be a trading interface on the actual game's UI? That's a good question, Crypto Reader. Um, you know, so part, if, if, you, look at, uh, if you look at how... Uh, how Steam Engine was developed. It was kind of developed as a response to to that need. So, you know, I don't think there's any reason it couldn't be done that there would be an, an interface within the game uh, to to trade that. But I don't know if that's really a priority uh, on the team because you know, right now they're they're coding um, you know uh, asynchronous tournaments and guild battles and. <laughs> I've never heard my name being said before. Yeah, it sounds kind of weird, right? When somebody calls you that. Somebody called me uh, my full name the other day. They were talking to me. They were on voice and I was I was in chat and said, yeah, Neil McSmadden, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that is my full name. That's, But most people just call me Neil. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, there, I don't think there's any technical reason it couldn't. Uh, it couldn't be done, but um, I, I just don't think that's that's a major priority at the moment. But yeah, Steam Engine was developed uh, originally, at least in my understanding, 
was uh, was that uh, it you know the SMTT token, which uh, is you know fractional shares of, of ownership of of uh, the company and um, and then the dark energy crystals and all that they needed a place to be able to to have a marketplace so rather than keep it within the game you know, by making a, a separate platform it opens it up to just the whole universe of of crypto trading so you know that's that's where steam engine uh, got its genesis as at least that's my understanding like i said and then um you know we can see all the stuff that has sprung out of that you know not just uh, trading of of NF of uh, not NFTs but of fungible tokens, and uh, then you know the the NFTs are, are being developed and the tribes and and you know the SMT um, substitutes and, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know the uh, the Dexrex that is uh, that is coming. But you know the whole you know everything has been thrown into flux with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with this uh, hard fork change and you know two thirds of the community going over to um, to Hive, so uh, in in Ag show just prior or uh, towards the end there, he did make an interesting comment that you know he's watching the blocks on Hive and there's only like five or six transactions per block, which is which is not a lot. So you know the you know what people think of as as the apps like uh, like Splitterlands. Like uh, Apex, like um, you know, uh, whatever the other ones are, <laughs> which I never use, uh, are are not fl are well either have not migrated yet or are not migrating or whatever, uh, are not fully online with Hive for one reason or another. But also all the the apps that are like the auto voters and the trails and all that kind of stuff that hasn't been set up either. So you know, I think it's interesting that we're seeing the the state of of uh, the blockchain or the state of the community without all of that, you know, um, all that extra support around it. So, uh, and it's not a lot. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. And I was I was taking a look on on trending and created on Steam, and uh, there wasn't a lot there either. So yeah, can't do much until Hive Keychain gets approval. Lappy's locked down by my workplace. Yeah. Uh, I tried logging into Peak D or Peaked. I don't, I don't know how we're pronouncing that now. Uh, whatever the uh, the Steam Peak version of Hive, um, and you know, it, it, I tried doing the um, Hive Lock thing, and uh, I I looked at the Git repository for the Hive key, Hive version of Keychain, and it's just yeah, it, it was just too much. So uh, as someone who is not all that interested in the technical details. Uh, it's, you know, it's sort of a wait and, you know, until people figure stuff out and then I'll, then I'll, uh, join the hive. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what are, what are the, you know, like the splitter talk tribe, the SPT token, um, what is going to happen with that? And, you know, will there be, my, like I said, my guess is that there will be atomic portability between, uh, steam engine tokens and hive engine tokens. Um, no browser extension. Yeah, I, I set up the, the peak lock thing, but it just didn't work. Because <laughs> I went back to it the next day, and it said, oh, there's no account. So it might be like a browser cookie thing. I don't know. Um, but again, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, when people uh, get around to creating all the tools, then then I'll be there. So I, I did have one idea, though, that 
I will, um, I'll be cross-posting <laughs> between Steam and, uh, and I'll, between Steam and Hive, and, you know, if people comment on one, I'll cross-post it on the other, and, uh, just to keep, <laughs> keep my, 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 uh, my content, you know, maximally distributed, and then I get to milk both chains, right, because that's, that's really the goal, so, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, but that's where we are. And uh, one thing I wanted to look at was the Steam Web. Let's hope that works. I wanted to take a look at the, uh, uh, the games. Steam Monsters, here we go. And let's see, Battles Per Day. Uh, we're looking at 29 days. But... Uh, yeah, it's looking a little, a little droopy, which is kind of what I expected. So first demo is making a tool that double posts for. Oh, well, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, because what I want is to, you know, is to not only just cross post, but also echo comments uh, back and forth. Uh, but you can see here that the number of games is, is dropping a bit. Um, you know, hard to say. If that's uh, directly related, um, we had the, the season end. The spike was not as big as we usually see it. Uh, so you know, there's definitely definitely something going on there. And then if we look at active users, eww, that's that's not looking great. You see, it's starting it's dropping off there. Uh, basically, starting from the from the end of the season and um, now another issue with the with the crazy price uh, action over the last couple days in Steam is that uh, I know the guys over at, uh, at Peak Monsters were very concerned about the um, very concerned about you know sales basically so you know if Steam's pumping and you know it's gonna dump Coming up, then you know the incentive is to to sell that steam ahead of um, to sell that steam ahead of the dump, and you know if you're using that steam to buy cards, well then the sellers might be pissed and and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so Quantum Nachos is saying uh, pack sales. So we'll look at we'll look at pack sales. We'll look at booster packs here. And now that does not look all that uh, all that bad. So, we got very, very spiky kind of stuff. Uh, you know, that, uh, but if we look, compare, like the average of the last week or so was probably, I don't know, 1,500, something like that. And that's actually greater than, you know, the previous, you know, two or three weeks. So, that's actually looking pretty good. And potions purchase is just all over the place. Uh, Delegated cards, uh, I mean, I don't know how relevant that is for conversation here. And quest finish ratio is kind of interesting. So here we're seeing a dip from March 4th through the, through the previous season end. And, um, you know, that's... Is that an indication of 
of just fewer players or uh, fewer accounts playing or is that just people not concerning themselves about quests and more about getting up higher you know it's it's a little bit hard to say i think at this point um but it does kind of go in line with the battles per day and the active users you know during that same time period was was pretty flat actually the the drop didn't occur till later so uh that is that's interesting so i don't know i think we'll have to wait and see another week or two and um, we'll see if that that downtrend in in activity continues because you know that that's the that's the big concern right you know will all this will all this change and political backstabbing and whatever uh, will that uh, kill the game because you know Splinterlands is at least for the moment is based on steam so I don't know what are you guys thoughts uh, if anybody wants to come on air um I'm happy to bring you on, and uh, we can talk stuff. Uh, let's see. And, oh, I should say, you know, I know we're halfway through the show already, but thanks, for everybody, for showing up. It's, uh, I know I know for Matt it's not late, but <laughs> for everybody, for most people in the Western Hemisphere, it's pretty late. Uh, the, the time change is kind of killing me. Uh, I'm pretty much falling asleep uh, right here, but I stayed up for you guys because uh, I did want to uh, talk about this kind of stuff. Um, interesting note. Uh, uh, Jasic, Jasic, JSKW, uh, had a had a really cool tip, and I will post it right here. I told him I would uh, I would put it in the show. Check this out. So if you go to Bitrix right now and you try to deposit Steam, it says you know under maintenance or whatever. However. Uh, he said that you can still deposit um, to Binance if you know your old memo. And uh, you can see that uh, Crypto Eater tried it and it worked. So, you know, that's uh, if you're trying to dump, <laughs> that might be relevant. Now, I don't have a Binance account anymore because, you know, they kicked out Americans. And the U.S. Binance that was launched um, never got around to including Steam. And, of course, at this point... You know, Binance is not a uh, uh, not a place I would trust with my money. So, you know, take with it what you will. Uh, if you if you're if you're dumping your Steam and immediately exiting with other uh, with other funds, then it might make sense. Uh, so, Binance price is heaps lower than the other exchanges. So that is uh, another cool banjo command is ticker, and there's actually also ticker hive now. So. That's cool as well. So Binance is showing, I mean, it's not showing that different. Uh, 2804 Satoshis versus 2808 versus 2835. Yeah, I mean, if and when Lands moves to Hive, I'm, I'm guessing that the Koreans will not follow, uh, regardless of any offers you might make. <laughs> that's just, uh, that's just my guess. They are kind of pissed. And uh, Banjo might be more accurate. Yeah, I don't know. Um, again, I don't have a Binance account. Uh, let's see if there's... If I can view it on the web without logging in. Let's see here. Ba, ba, ba. 
Looks like I can. So it is showing, yeah, the, the ticker uh, info looks like it's accurate. So 2801 by 2810. So uh, yeah, that might be, might be a good way out. Um, you know, I've, I've shifted all my Steam selling to Bitrix uh, because, well, A, they haven't kicked me off, and B, uh, you know, they're fast and, and pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just saw Quantum Nacho's meme about me. Let's copy that. This is, this is Quantum's re reaction to finding out my, my show was live. <laughs> Uh, it's all love though. Can't dump mine for fourteen weeks. Yeah, so uh, I started my power down a few weeks ago. So this is my second or third that I just got. But you know, I can't exchange, exchange it. I can't sell it. So uh, except for that three hundred that I bought the two hundred thousand dark energy crystals with. So we'll see. I was looking on Steam Engine for uh, some BTCP, uh, but the spreads were too wide and it was just crazy. So I'm not going to pay a 15% premium just because I'm just because. I mean, if if it was in the middle of that pump, maybe, <laughs> but I didn't have the the opportunity yet. So uh, I uh, round down. Uh, I checked Bitrix for Hive. They are in maintenance mode as well. So that's not going to work. Uh, I, I own me, maybe. Um, if you have other funds that, uh, like if you have, um, if you have Steam already on one of these platforms, or if you're trying to buy in to Steam or to Hive, then you can do that and just wait for the withdrawals to open back up. So um, Bitrix is trading, right? It's trading, yeah, but you just can't deposit or withdraw. That's That's the thing, so... Yeah, it's just people who already had money on those on those exchanges. Uh, I don't want to do a whole login thing here, because so I got to authorize myself and all that stuff. But yeah, I checked earlier today, and it was in the same maintenance mode as um, as Steam. So, <laughs> yeah, Ron, <laughs> that's my cope impression. Uh, that's about all the Australian I can speak. <laughs> what is HDY? Oh yeah, I mean, if you're looking, I mean, so Quantum's point is that if you're looking over the last year, pack sales averaged whatever they averaged, which is higher uh, than that it is now, and that's that's absolutely true. We've been in a dramatic slowdown, you know, since since the initial release of untamed so that is you know that's just how it is uh but even within that you know there are there are trend variations so um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see so uh another thing i wanted to look at was pack prices so you know peak uh ended up creating a pack calculators which which i love because i did not like having to manually use my spreadsheets for that So uh, right now we're showing um, 76 cents uh, per untamed pack is the um, 
is the uh, estimated value with potions, with both potions, goes up to $1.18. That's usually up from what it was a few days or a week ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to sell at 7,000 Stojis too. That would, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, buying, buying packs is, is not a very cost-effective thing to do. Unless you are really, really banking on the... Uh, summoner airdrops uh, that are coming up. We got the first one. We got death, uh, the mimosa. Um, but, uh, you know, there is more than one way to skin a cat, right? So if you go to Steam Engine, you can go to, like, Untamed. Look at that market. And here... We see that um, we see that they're trading at seventy-eight cents, which is really close to the expected value of an individual pack. And um, you know, there's uh, there's a fair bit of supply there. You know, there's a hundred right there to go up a little bit. There's another you know three four hundred um, up to you know f up to five steam basically. Uh, can you buy packs with deck? Yes, you can, and uh, so you can. Uh, you can buy in bulk and you get a discount, but even uh, even with that, then you know sometimes it can make sense. So, uh, but before we get there, uh, I was gonna go. Let's let's actually look at something that's actually I found pretty interesting. If we look at the beta market, wait for it to load, and I hope everything's coming coming through okay, because you know I'm not in my office with my super fantastic. Uh, network connection. Uh, so at betas, they're going for two twenty. Um, you know, right at the right at the spread, and there's not a lot of supply there. Uh, but even at at seventeen steam, that's not terrible. So uh, what are we at? What's the ticker at? Ticker is at. Ticker's at seventeen six point. 176 times 15. So, you know, you're talking 264 US dollars per pack for beta. That's, I mean, that's not bad at all. Um, I have to compute the expected value. But, you know, these are these are out of print already. So uh, they're, not, they're not making any more of them. Um, so what Ron was talking about was buying dark energy crystals and then redeeming those uh, in... Um, for decks and so that does make sense that's part of the part of the arbitrage that is built into uh the system where uh what's this pack ev uh oh it has all the packs nice uh that does not look right though so low this tool uses the low single bcx market list price as provided by splinterlands api uh Yeah, I don't think this is current or uh, something. Next update needed for expiration of Manticore. Yeah, so this is uh, that's that doesn't seem to be pulling live, which would be surprising actually. But um, yeah, 
I'd have to take a look at that. So, so yeah, so if you're buying dark energy crystals, uh, so if you go to, well, like if you buy the 500 pack, right, you get 75 bonus packs and it's going to cost you a million dark energy crystals. So, so how much does it cost to buy a million dark energy crystals? So let's go back to the deck market. And let's say, what do we got here? Uh, 80,000, 500,000. So basically you're looking at 0 0.003. Uh, I know Cod Dog had a tool where we could figure this out. But then we're talking 0 0.003 times one million times 0.178, right? So 534. So basically, when you actually take this apply into account, you're getting uh, effectively half price, uh, which isn't so bad. But you're still probably losing out uh, if we're comparing to... No, it's 534 US dollars. Uh, comparing to... Uh, Dollar eighteen. Ah, that's not that's not so bad. Um, if so, with potions you're looking at six hundred seventy eight dollars expected value. Without potions you're looking at uh, seventy six cents. So four thirty seven U S dollars. So you know that's looking like a loser if you just go straight. But uh, with potions you might break even. You know after you take into account the cost of the of the potions and everything. So yeah, it's uh, you know the 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 untamed token and the dark energy crystal token are doing a fair job of representing the current market values of the cards and, and their expected values. So you know the market's pretty efficient, even with uh, you know not that many participants. You know we got four thousand players. We've probably got. Um, <laughs> breaking in with potions still seems like a loss yeah uh it's true uh you know also five percent market fee plus time to take the list is difficult yeah i mean if you're trying to turn around and resell them yeah that's that's a loss because uh, you have all those those things but airdrops could make up for it so you know what are we up to uh let's take a look at at the uh at the legendary summoner that we do have so summoner legendary and let's just do death only. Uh, so, she's doing all right. So the question will be, will the airdrops the maintain the same market value, right? Uh, that kind of has to factor into your, uh, to your calculations. And chances are there'll be, you know, some will do worse and some will do better because we still got four more to go i think my uh uh the summoner that that i designed or helped or inputted towards the design um i think it's pretty awesome so if if they go with my suggestions i think it'll it'll be pretty in demand um but uh <laughs> you know the way the process works is that uh you know there was the after the kickstarter closed 
then they said, oh, you know, give us your ideas and backstory and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, I, I gave them my information. I think I was the first to submit. And uh, they're like, okay, thanks. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, they have to make it work within the lore and they've got to do the balancing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I have no idea how it's going to come out. So, <laughs> but if they go with my ideas, I think it'll be a good card. Uh, but uh, that is that is not something I can even remotely um, suggest will be true. But yeah, so I mean, we're looking at uh, <laughs> we're looking at uh, ten bucks right now for a mimosa, a regular, and a hundred for a gold version. Uh, that's not bad. Let's see, where are we with the uh, with the packs anyway? I haven't even been looking. Uh, da, 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 da. we got. Oh. Actually, uh, much further into that next hundred thousand than I thought we were. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll have another eighty-two thousand-ish, and uh, then we'll hit the next airdrop. Uh, was anybody keeping track of how long it was between? the previous hundred thousand leg and and this one that just that just triggered yeah that could be uh people taking advantage of the of that pump uh you know the wild variations in in currency value is not good for <laughs> anything i mean it's it's good for fast traders who um uh, who can who can execute arbit arbitrage, but uh, for you know lifetime value of things, it's it's not good. As steam power down is complete. They're going to get eaten alive. Who's going to get eaten alive, Matt Clark? Something like fourteenth when it broke the next hundred k. Fourteenth of February, or January, or. What? Oh, yeah. Maybe. March. No, I mean, like, what, what was the time frame between the $100,000 windows? Like, how long, do, how long were we waiting for, that, for this next airdrop that we already executed? I mean, we could look at the blockchain history and all that kind of stuff, but that's no fun if anybody just knows it. I don't know if anybody's been paying that much attention because it, it seemed like a while, right? <laughs> it's like two months. And, well, while Quantum Notches is, is fighting that. Um, yeah, so I, I think the deals right now are on the older cards. Uh, so even if we look at, I didn't even look before the show. Didn't do a whole lot of show prep today, but <laughs> it's working out okay. If we look at alphas, what are those trading for? Those are trading for four bucks right now. Not a whole lot of supply there, but uh, you know you can pick up a couple for thirty-seven steam or forty steam. Uh, Twelve thirty. So it was two and a half months. Um, between between airdrops 
So that's that's a long time. Uh, so if you're gonna be, you know, buying crystals, I got some for sale. <laughs> yeah, anybody who has stuff for sale, feel free to put it in chat. Maybe somebody's interested. Uh, I got plenty of alphas. I got three percent of all the alphas, so I'm good on that one. Uh, <laughs> max alpha dot set. I like that you guys are building tools uh, that are replacing my spreadsheets. So max dot. No, that didn't work. Uh, oh, peak monsters at max alpha set. I see. So 3600 bucks. And does this include golds or is this just regulars? It's all regulars. Okay. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, you know, that's down a bit. Uh, so if we look at my collection, uh, which is, I, I use as a pretty good gauge because I've got a really wide variety of cards. So uh, we're looking at... Yeah, so uh, the the list price and the bid prices are, you know, kind of nonsensical. Uh, bids have evaporated entirely. You can see that. <laughs> uh Market price is what I typically look at from when trying to evaluate, you know, the, the market condition. And uh, so that's at 65938 right there. And uh, that peaked for me, I think the highest value I, thought I saw was like 97000 so, uh, yeah, it's down, you know, 30, 35%, something like that. And, uh, you know, the same as, as everybody else has seen. Um, but, you know, uh, but like I said, I have a very, I have a very wide, uh, variety of cards. So, you know, I think that's, that's really reflective of, of the total market, you know, alphas and betas and untamed and orbs and, and all that kind of stuff, rewards. So, uh, yeah, we are, we are down. Um, and the, the only solution really is more players, right? So, uh, this whole, um, spat that everybody's having between, you know, Steam and Hive now is not, is not helpful. <laughs> uh, considering what happened with BTC and the rest of all, yeah, so, um, that is true, you know, I don't know, I was, uh, on last week's show, I was talking with Ag about how, you know, Splinterlands is actually the only thing in crypto that's actually made me money on net. Um, so <laughs> I'm still I'm still pretty pleased with everything. And, uh, you know, but, you know, it's we're still in, in the very early stages. So what I want to see happen is, you know, Splinterlands become a not just a, a hugely successful crypto uh, application, but, you know, a decently successful game. And, um, you know, the, the more we can get away from all this nonsense, uh, with the community forking and, and, you know, all the arguments that, and the drama that's going to happen, uh, I think the better. So, um, you know, I am, I am, like, like I said earlier, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, we've got the ambassador program going, which I know, uh, at when, like a week or so after after its release, then uh, you know Ag was saying that he had, they had a lot of applicants and they're making up the posters and all this good stuff, but then all this nonsense happened. So um, I think we're in for a bit of a wait, <laughs> uh, getting away from drama and bright future. Yeah. So 
uh, you know, if, if I had had more steam available, I definitely would have, uh, well, I would have sold some for Bitcoin, but I also would have traded some for more cards because they are, um, because they are, uh, you know, more stable. I mean, <laughs> I, I actually had this thought, uh, the other day that, um, you could buy, um, rusty androids as like a, uh, as like a stable card. <laughs> because um, like if nothing else you could just burn it and then get uh the math doesn't quite work out that uh if you burn it you'd get an equivalent value because you'd lose a, a percentage and then depending on the price of dark energy crystal it can be a significant percentage so um yeah but i mean it often trades like one cent versus 1.1 cent uh so that's 10 percent spread but you know it's it's uh <laughs> I uh, I just thought it was uh, a funny idea that uh, we could create a um, you know something that's more stable uh, than any other stable coin except for maybe DII, uh, but you know that's that's the regression theorem in action. Um, so <laughs> I'm storing my wealth in NFTs, aka Splinter Glance cards. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean this you know this the sixty five thousand is is way more than all the other crypto assets combined and uh it did not uh the money into these projects does not reflect that so uh <laughs> it kind of works out uh what is R R A B D inertia uh, coronavirus will likely close quite a few game shops any small business brick and mortar store in this this little six yeah that's true too um you know everybody's shut down or shutting down and and it's going to get worse before it gets better so the outreach portion is going to be difficult. Um, then, uh, you know, we're in for a rough time, I think. Um, but in the end, I think this is surmountable, basically. Um, people will be looking to work from home and earn money. Maybe Splinter Lands is an option. Maybe. Uh, you, know, you, <laughs> you know, you can't make... Uh, make uh, what do you call it? Uh, advertising claims that you're going to make money. That's that's a big no-no in the U.S. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it will be fun, and you know, these things have value. So some people will make money. You know, I've made money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know Quan Nachos. You know, me worrying about legalities and whatnot. That uh, is a little silly, maybe, because nobody else does. But uh, you know, part of my professional training, I guess, you know, at one point I was a registered investment advisor, had my series 65 and all that. And a big part of that is actually, um, not so much, um, whether or not you know how to invest. Uh, in fact, there's very little about that in the, uh, in the testing, uh, and the required coursework. But, uh, a lot of it's about legalities, like who you can say certain things to. And, you know, like if it's an insurance company, you can sell them this kind of stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, so, oh, okay. Talking about the total income. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot, but I mean, there, people have built, uh, you know, sizable portfolios, uh, with everything. I mean, some of the guys who are trading, you know, doing the trading bots back and forth, you know, I've heard, I've heard reports as a secondhand kind of stuff, but I've heard that, um, you know, they've made six figures on it and, you know, I've, I'm, I've made five figures on, on my stuff just by buying and holding and uh, and renting out uh, cards uh so another market that's been just annihilated is the rental market um but uh you know i think that is 
There's people being short-sighted, but also, you know, if your uh, if your currency is going all over the place, then it's very difficult to sustain a rental contract. Um, so somebody, I, I wish I could remember who, but somebody had suggested on the on the uh, Peak Monsters Discord of setting everything as an escrow and no daily fee, which I thought was interesting. So just a one-time shot and say, okay, the rental is whatever it is, you know, a dollar. And, you know, you can rent it for between seven and 30 days, let's say. And, you know, obviously the longer you go on that, then the cheaper works out per day, but you don't have this currency uh, exchange risk. So uh, that that is interesting. And probably that's going to be the way I'm going to go, um, you know, in the future. But um, the, uh, but the uh, you know, it's just a matter of time, listing cards. So um, that's always, always a problem, uh, just having the time. Even with the, new, with the new tools available, it is, which is better, uh, it's still a slow process. Because, uh, you know, each card is, is its own market, and you gotta, you got to set each one up individually, unless you just don't care at all, and you just want to go. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I care a little bit, so <laughs> I want to make sure I get a decent, uh, uh, a decent return. Um, yeah. So Steve R, were you renting or were you, were you on the receiving end? Uh, you were paying a rent or you were receiving rent? Cause I'm down to like, like 20 rentals, uh, that, you know, where I'm receiving rent. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think that will probably be the trend. Uh, I, I was told that it works, uh, just just escrow only, uh, but I have not tried it out myself. Uh, from 15 to 6, ugh, that's rough. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how, how the escrows only goes. And uh, we'll also have to publicize um, that out. Uh, oh, 20 down to 4, yeah, rough. Anyway, that is the show for tonight because Clayboyne is up next uh, and Cope. They have their coffee and philosophy show. Uh, so thanks everybody for coming out and we'll see you next week. <laughs>